Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're joined now by Brandon Cristal, who has been covering the NFL for two decades. Brandon is with Fox Sports. He is in Las Vegas. Now, this is, what, your 17th Super Bowl that you've covered? Yeah, and one of them was broken up by a pandemic. The other right. two were broken up by stupid bosses that were like, oh, you don't need to go this time. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> all, all I can to eliminate that, and it'll be the 11th time I actually get to cover the game, uh, and I want to say eight in the last 10. So in all these years of covering you know, the NFL, did you ever think, Brandon, that you would be living in a time, working in a time where gambling was legal nationwide and you were covering the Super Bowl in Las Vegas? It's funny because... You think about when we got into the business and, you know, I graduated college in 2000 and, and jumped in on the print side and then have been in radio really since 03. And you, you used to have to do it. Brent Musburger was the king of it. Like, and he's obviously been based in Vegas, but you'd hear him say, well, and Al Michaels too. That was really interesting for some people out there when a late field goal would go in and, and you know, affect the game by half a point either way or whatever it was or a garbage touchdown. He's like, I know that concerns some people. And I guess Brent Musburger would mention his friends in the desert, but it was so taboo to talk about. And I give the NFL credit for realizing that people gamble so so prominently across the country and really across the world. And you look at other countries that have been able to have it. You know, in England, you can not only do they bet on bet on Premier League football, it's on every jersey just about. Or right. you know, half the league has has a gambling sponsor. So I think that it's a, a credit to both Roger Dell and the owners that they saw the opportunity and realized their league is such big business. I guess you have to worry about guys at the end of the roster, but even still, they do a really good job of policing it, and they're getting better and better of keeping integrity up. I understand fans want to talk about the fixes in or it's all scripted <laughs> or, or whatever, but that's it's a bunch of garbage. But no, I, it, it, to think that where I was when I went to my first Super Bowl all the way back in Houston in, in 03, and so the 02 season, and then to where we are now in Vegas... Vegas should host it every year, Vegas or New Orleans, just alternate and maybe throw in a South Florida every now and then. <laughs> this, this city is nah. for it. And and every day that we're getting closer now, just a couple of days away, it's you can feel the vibe. And like, yes, Vegas was made for this. The NFL missed an opportunity by not doing it the last 20 years here. I disagree. Football's a cold weather sport. We need an oh, ice Super whatever. Bowl one year. Like, I want the... Uh... <laughs> well, Buffalo, Buffalo have the best chance. They don't have the hotels for it. Yeah. They, they're choosing to build a stadium without a roof and I was like well that's how you make sure nobody goes to the Super Bowl because I've covered a Super Bowl <laughs> and I've covered one in Minnesota the thing about going back to the gambling thing now it's funny because it used to be oh so and so is favored by a field goal and now you don't necessarily worry about just the point spread of the game now you have these all right I got a parlay going if Patrick Mahomes can throw 10 passes to Travis Kelsey and five passes to you know uh some other receiver you have to start worrying about that now as well as just you know what the average spread is on a game it's funny you couldn't think of a receiver's name from the Chiefs I can't right. this year I was gonna say Schuster but I'm like oh, he doesn't play for them yeah. anymore so I can't you know what I mean Rasheed Rice is yep. the only name you need yep. I was right and then uh yeah. who's the one that drops them all the time 
Well, he's not coming anywhere. I don't even think that dude, Kadarius Tony, is Tony, in the game. I'm, that's I'm it. not sure that he's even in, in Vegas. I think he's away from the team still. The, the one thing that the league is going to miss, if the Niners don't win this game, is an opportunity to beat Patrick Mahomes in a, quote, down year. Their defense has obviously played outstanding, especially in the playoffs. And we know who Travis Kelsey is. But Rasheed Rice, the rookie number four, is clearly coming on. But they're not going to let Patrick Mahomes go another year without drafting a, a top-flight wide receiver. And there just keeps being more and more of them every year in the draft. And they're probably going to do their best to sign some sort of veteran free agent. Being from Cincinnati, I'm a gigantic Bengals fan. And T. Higgins is the name yeah. that keeps floating around for the Chiefs. And that's going it's to expensive. break my heart. It's expensive, but it, he might be worth it. And he might be exactly who they need. Uh, and I understand why since he would have to let him go. It'd be a shame because he's obviously such a great compliment to uh, Jamar Chase and gives Joe Burrow such a dynamic passing attack. But uh, I think that someone like that or or even an older vet, you know, Stefan Diggs got cut by the Bills perhaps. He, out of spite, might sign there for less money. <laughs> <laughs> you, you listen to the media, you'd think Patrick Mahomes and, and Kelsey are the only players on the team. And <laughs> this Chiefs defense has been unbelievable this year. Why do they not get talked about? I don't understand it. Because the Honey Badger left, and I'm not going to say the Honey Badger was a star, but at least he was a, a household name because of his play at LSU and, and obviously a, a, a Pro Bowl-type talent and really good in Arizona and then ending up there. But other than Chris Jones, and we know how good he is, yeah. people don't love talking about D-linemen. J.J. Watt kind of broke through that noise, and certainly Aaron Donald, but that's it. We're done kind of naming D-linemen since Howie Long and Warren Sapp and John Randall that people really talked about, guys on the interior like that. And obviously those guys all have gold jackets, so will the other two that I mentioned. A lot of credit's got to be given to Steve Spagnola. Legarius needs a hell of a player, too. He shut Tyree Kill down. Yeah. For the most part, they shut that Ravens passing attack. Yep. Peyton Manning talked about him on the Manning cast because Eli said he wanted to bring somebody to the Pro Bowl, and, and Peyton, without missing a beat, goes, well, I'm bringing Legarius Sneed. He got snubbed. He's one of the best corners in football. But it does have that no-name defense quality to it, right? Mm -hmm. There just isn't a marquee player beyond Chris Jones that you think about. But if they... If they win this game, Steve Spagnuolo's got to get plenty of credit. And people don't want to give him credit, but mentioning Brady, he was the defensive coordinator. He had a Hall of Famer and Michael Strahan and an awesome pass rush that shut down the undefeated yeah. Patriots, Patriots all the way back in 07. So he may, we don't know if he's a head coach, but he's clearly a hell of a defensive coordinator. Well, the other side of Kansas City that uh, has been the last couple of weeks will be interesting to see against San Fran's front. Uh, Pacheco has yeah. stepped up his game in the last few weeks. Yeah, and you were talking about those prop bets and – I make plenty of them back home in Colorado, a bunch of $5 silly same-game parlays that'll pay $1,000 if the eight things I want to happen happen. <laughs> but he's been very reliable, and I think getting McKinnon back. And CEH is clearly healthy. Having all three of those guys is going to at least stress the San Francisco defense. And I think because Patrick trusts McKinnon so much, and we've seen him come up big in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, I think you'll see McKinnon used in a variety of ways that isn't just lined up as a tailback next to Patrick when Pacheco or, or Edwards Hilaire isn't out there. I think you might see McKinnon in a wingback kind of role. Well, you talk about defensive linemen. Uh, I think for the Niners to win this game, Bosa is going to have to become a household name on Sunday. We'll see if that happens. But, what, I mean, like, has the party already started? I assume it has in Vegas. Are the celebs in town and all that going on? What's up? So it's funny you say that. You can tell the city's ready for it. You know, <laughs> in, in, in New York, when I was there Super Bowl Forty Eight. Unless you were in Times Square or at the game, you had no idea there was a Super Bowl going on. Like here, where Vegas certainly does billboards well, you could get that sense early in opening night at 
at the football stadium. They've never done that event at the site of the Super Bowl, which made the logistics kind of silly. We took the media shuttle over, and it was about the same walk from where they dropped us off as here at the Mandalay Bay at the media hotels. We could just walk because that's how far away we had to park. But beyond that, it was really cool to see 30,000 fans in the stadium where they're going to have the game. And then Tuesday, you could get that. But then really by Wednesday, and totally randomly, the Live Golf event's going on here, and I was set to cover it and go talk to some of the former NFL and, and other pro athletes that are in the pro-am and talk to some of the live guys. But an hour and a half before it, I call, hey, do you want to play in the pro-am? So <laughs> with, no lie, I got to play with Patrick Reed and Brendan Steele, who are both on the, on the live tour. But we were just watching private plane after private plane after private yeah. plane land. And, and, and so Wednesday night was really the kickoff. They opened the NFL experience. And then Thursday, just more and more and more. And because the NFL experience is at the Mandalay Bay and the media set up at Radio Row is at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. It was like, oh, is the Super Bowl going on today because of the <laughs> amount of people that were there after work, if you will, into the late afternoon and, and early evening. And so it just keeps building and building and building. And then Thursday night there's events and then Friday it feels like every single Super Bowl party you could think of is going on as well as you know, then tomorrow, Saturday night, you get some of the other really big ones. And Saturday throughout the day, the Fanatics party that we'll see pictures from and Gronk Beach and all that stuff. So I think this will be one of the more, even though in L.A. we saw it, you had the Omicron variant going on. And it was a year after the, the Super Bowl in Tampa. So I'm not saying there weren't a lot of celebrities in, in, in L.A. There obviously were. But I think that this is going to going to be unbelievable. In fact, we have a client out west that uh, I see as... Um, some of his advertisements here, they were offered tickets. I don't want to get specific because I don't want to call anybody out by name. They were offered tickets as part of their package. And uh, the, this client that could have gone to the game for free couldn't park his private plane because they're not letting, not even are they not letting you park because they're all full at the three airports, not just McCarran. They also won't even let you do touch and goes and drop people off because of how crowded it is. And I haven't heard the latest, but at last check, there was at least some rumbling. Taylor Swift might have a problem landing her private plane on the way back from Tokyo, and she may have to fly to a nearby city, perhaps even L.A., and get shuttled over or hop in a helicopter at some point. But that's how, that's how crazy it is with people with money that we don't know their name, and those are the good friends to have as well as all the celebrities. That, <laughs> well, uh, I got to tell you, that way as well. I got to tell you, if someplace won't accommodate my private plane when I'm showing up, I have to take a real issue with that. You know, If you're not going <laughs> to let me land... I might throw up a fit or two. Are the Swifties yeah. showing up already? You know, that, that's the thing that I haven't really been able to tell, and maybe over the weekend you'll see that. Right. I just don't know. I'm not saying you wouldn't be able to notice, but they, they're they all aware that she's in Tokyo until Saturday night around, you know, 10-ish, 11-ish, whenever her yeah. her show ends. And let's say she's at the airport within an hour, and, and she, I'm sure, has very nice accommodations and probably a shower on the plane and certainly, I bet, a nice sleeping chamber. And she's, I think, set to land about the time she takes off or a little before. And that's always something that trips people out when they fly from you know, Japan back, back to this side of the world. Uh, but I imagine that because they know that, they're you know, not going out of their way to try to find her probably until Sunday. And even still, you can't get anywhere near the stadium. So I'm not saying we won't see fans that will be around the perimeter, but I think they might just have to chalk this one up as a loss unless they've become such big football fans because of her. And we know that Travis and his brother Jason have the number one podcast in the world, <laughs> which is crazy, and it has so much to do with them, that maybe they now like football, and because we know they spend thousands of dollars on going to see Taylor, 
that they're going to spend upwards of eight ten thousand dollars on a ticket. Oh, those little rich girls. Those yeah. little rich girls will have a you seat. know. You know it's hard to get co- accommodations when the Super 8 hotel and casino and resort is all sold out. Yeah, and, and I have friends <laughs> that have been trying to get to uh, trying to get hotel rooms. What's funny is the pricing isn't that crazy, but the availability. I mean, it is on some of the nicer hotels are two and three times what they cost, but some of the crappier ones look like they're available online for a reasonable price. But I think that you know, I talked to a friend and he said he tried to book, and that those listings when you by the time you click through, it's it's a challenge to get them actually booked. So I think that, you know, Vegas, this is their busiest weekend. It has surpassed the opening weekend of March Madness in terms of just the volume of traffic they do. And through a friend of a friend, because I had heard Charles Barkley even say it on, on a podcast, and he's come 23 straight years, he said he was skipping the Super Bowl this year. But then I heard secondhand, oh, he is maybe going to come now. Because I think people realize they just want to be here and that Vegas can handle can handle the traffic, the foot traffic, the the packed casinos with every restaurant on a bit of a wait, they, they can accommodate it, which is why I think that we will see as soon as there's an opportunity to have a Super Bowl back here, just like they've already announced they're going back to L.A. in a couple of years, I think we will see them back in Vegas within the next six or seven years. Lewis and I, we've been going back and forth for like weeks and weeks now. I, I don't understand the guys who get upset because they have to see Taylor on oh, their television for a few seconds, <laughs> you know, five times a game. It's like whoop-de-doo. I don't, I don't need to see Joe Buck or I'm, I don't need to see Jerry Jones in a, in, a, in a suite. So I just wondered where you fell on this. I'm Brandon. glad you brought this up because my thing is I, I'm trying to explain to him I understand why people get upset because the pictures of Taylor Swift, you're focusing on the wrong audience it's not like you show up at you know you're not missing any place you're not handing out cosmopolitans at an mma event who cares it's a it's a fun nice story in a world of crap so why not and and that's where that's where i come down to and and maybe when you do this as long as you as as we all have right but you understand celebrity culture right yeah it's driven so much of of our economy you know you talk about taylor swift Every city she went to, it was a, a good, good thing for that city on the Eras tour, right? And and the the revenue that that gets driven up by Swifties that, that see her in multiple cities or come from not necessarily right around the corner from whatever stadium she's in, drive several hours, stay in hotels, and so that's just one example. But but when you think about it, and you've heard people break the math down, they're like, she's been on camera less than thirty seconds. Yeah, how many times have we seen them cut to? Robert Kraft and John Bon Jovi sitting next to him. It's right? not exactly. quite the same thing, though. They ha- I understand, but Lewis hates women. Players. Don't hate this women. Is a, well, this is this is a player's girlfriend, and you know what the NFL, the, what their favorite thing is, which is why there's going to be a game in Brazil next year, and why there's games in Germany now and Mexico, yeah. and England. Their favorite thing is to get new fans, so they don't care where they come from. See, because the one thing the new fans do is watch games, but they more importantly buy gear, and and so here's my th- that the NFL is is all about it. Here's my thing with that. I don't have a problem with those games, but why can't they make those games the preseason games? That way you don't have to put the players through the travel and you know cost the teams a home game. Go to those preseason games because you can drop those teams over there in preseason and get practically the same reaction. Just have the big stars on hand so people can see them and let your first and second string or third stringers go at it in preseason instead of interrupting the season because you got to travel you know to two different time zones to play a game. Yeah. This is my counter argument, having covered uh, games in London, including one two seasons ago, especially if you do it right. And some teams will fly late. If you're on the East Coast, you can get to London or Germany, and it's about the same distance. You know, if you're in Boston, flying to Southern California to Seattle takes forever. Miami to Seattle, Miami to London is quicker than Miami to Seattle. So it's the same trip. And, you know, you look at a team like, say, 
the Niners, Kyle Shanahan famously, when they'll go to Mexico City, he'll go train, and a couple teams will go train down in Colorado Springs, or the Niners will spend a week on the East Coast. I think they did earlier this year where they played Cleveland, lost, and then stayed on the East Coast and played, I want to say, in New York later that, uh, or, you know, the next week. So teams are already used to adjusting for that travel. They travel pretty well. <laughs> then they almost always, if not always, have a bye right after it. So then they're getting on vacation. It's not like they're in London or Germany, and the next week they have to be back home in Cleveland or in Arizona playing. So the league does a good job there. If you're really frustrated by this, you're going to hate when they decide to either add a division in Europe or move a team or two like the Chargers and maybe the Jaguars. I was just going to ask, how long until the Jacksonville Jaguars become the London Jaguars? It, it feels like almost an inevitability. Right. And the way, the way it, it's easier is to have two teams over there because then everyone's schedule is set up to come and play those two teams as best they can do it or have the bye weeks around it. Same with those teams. They'll come over and they'll play almost two weeks at a time unless they're shooting London to New York. That's the same, like I said, as SoCal to New York, basically, that that they'll make the schedule work. And then, you know, the other part of it is that teams will have kind of home bases, whether that's the Jaguars or, you know, I'm using the Chargers as an example, or maybe it's the, the Carolina Panthers. But it's coming. Uh, uh, some sort of permanent team in Europe, if not multiple teams, if not an entire division, which I'm kind of against because I think 32 has been the perfect number, but I think it's coming. Uh, Brandon, based on the sound of your voice, it sounds like you've had some fun out there as well as work. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. And (laughs) Sarah Spain coined the term Super Bowl voice. And honestly, you know, I was playing cards early in the week because my wife didn't get here. And then she got here Wednesday, but we had an event to go to. And then, you know, last night it just continues to build (laughs) NFL honors. But I'm I'm trying to be disciplined because I'm up early talking to everybody. I'm talking to people all across the country. But it's just... It's more a lack of sleep. You know, it took me until I got into my 40s to realize I don't need to have all the drinks at an event. I can have one or two, <laughs> remember who I talked to, and then be functional the next day. But at the same time, it's just easy to sit up and play cards until two or three or go from one huh. event to the next because the city's electric. I'm and so, so jealous. I'm looking forward to the next, you know, it's going to be a long Friday, but then Saturday I don't have to do anything super early, and, and the Super Bowl kicks at 3.30, but I'm not doing anything super early, so... Uh, with kids back home and my wife here getting to actually, quote, sleep in. We'll see what that looks like. But that's what I'm looking forward to most. Online, you can find a nice uh, Airbnb. It looks like it's between a pawn shop and a strip club. It says <laughs> one-bedroom apartment, 300 a night. The year is a fine print where it said owner not going to the game, but you might come back to find him watching in his underwear. I mean, <laughs> I, that still sounds like an okay idea <laughs> if you really want to go. It depends on what the owner looks like and, <laughs> and what they're asking you to do, I suppose, for that $300 well, I mean, accommodation. In between a strip club and a pawn shop, it's got to be classy, right? It's well, Vegas. Let's, let's be honest. It, there's parts of Vegas where you step step off the strip and you don't get to the nicer suburbs. You don't get to Henderson or Summerlin or Lake Las Vegas where the teams have been staying all week. And, and you can tell that there's a bit of a drop-off in the socioeconomic status that why the money's funneled to the casinos you, and why you should not go leave out a back door to, to a casino. Do they still have those alternate casinos, you know, where you play rock, paper, scissors or guess a number between one and ten? <laughs> I'm not saying they don't, but I haven't found them yet. <laughs> All right. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much, man. I, I would give anything to be there covering this with you. I bet you have a great time, as you should. And uh, just thanks so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Absolutely. Maybe the next time it's in Vegas, maybe the Bengals are here. Oh, so that would, ma- that would make it worth it. Don't even, tempt me with a hey, good time. Something we've never seen, the Cleveland Browns make it to a Super Bowl. That'd be fun to see, Just to, and not for Bengals fans, I get it, but 
you know, there's four teams that still haven't ever made it, and the Browns, obviously, the, the, both they and the Lions had an okay look at it this year. Not a great one. Speaking but- of Browns fans, real quick, after the performance that, you know, off his couch Joe Flacco put in, <laughs> does the Deshaun Watson trade go down as the worst in NFL history yet? It's getting there. It's a coin flip between that or, or Russell Wilson just for what Denver gave up. And let's see where Russ ultimately ends up. And if he's playing for the Steelers or the Falcons, but especially the Steelers, for a million bucks and getting to the playoffs, if the Broncos are struggling, that'll be, that'll be close. You know, uh, Shelby Harris, who plays defensive line for the Browns, is a good buddy. And we did a podcast for a long time. And hopefully we'll be doing it again soon when, when he settles on if he's coming back to play, if he's retiring, whatever. But we talked about you know the season in that game and the buzz and just what being in Cleveland's like because he and I were together a few weeks ago uh, and they're ready for it just like you can tell Lions fans are and I think you know it's been a, a long time for the Bengals and I think they would like to hoist a Lombardi trophy as well I, I'm all for teams we haven't seen win it win it and we know that's obviously not the case with the Chiefs and Niners but uh, the Deshaun Watson trade has a chance if he can't get back on track to to go down as that if and maybe surpass Russell Wilson as the worst trade that's been made in NFL history. But, you know, I mentioned Shelby. He said that when Deshaun was healthy, you can tell why he's paid the way he's paid and, and why he's regarded talent-wise as, you know, a top-ten kind of talent. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, Brandon, thanks so much, man. Enjoy it out there. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the game. Hope all your listeners have fun, and uh, hopefully we don't get too many Taylor Swift. <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.